I'm a stupid bitch. I'm a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. I am a stupid bitch. Wow, I love saying go. <laughs> we should just clap like every other podcast in existence. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Remember when they got mad at us when we were on Dumb and Awful that time because they were like, okay, guys, clap, but then they didn't tell us that we didn't both have to clap and we kept <laughs> And then they made fun of us. At the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, <laughs> listen, <laughs> like traumatic memories of like music class. Oh my God. Like, stop. Sorry, I can't hit a, t- a tambourine on the beat. Were you a flute girl? Yeah, yeah you I were. Mean, you fake played the flute. Obviously. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's why you gotta be on the flute. Number one. So it's the hot girl instrument. Yeah. Number two. Because you don't want to actually have to play your instrument and flutes are quiet enough that you can just kind of fake it. That's what I was so mad about music class was I was like, this is so biased against people who have motor control over like making shapes with their mouth and manipulating your lung capacity. (laughs) Because literally, no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't make the flute major sound. Oh my god. That's so dark. <laughs> but you have, you really, really have to be able to make your mouth into the shape that makes it make sound. Oh yeah, especially with the flute. Yes. I um I played clarinet, and in middle school, like, like probably it was like grade seven or maybe eight. There was a girl that transferred to our school, and mm. they made her sit next to me so that I could help her if she like didn't know how to play notes and stuff and she was such a bitch to me and I was like I wasn't even like trying to help her you know what I mean like I was like whatever like they're making me yeah let me know well like let me know if you want help otherwise I'm not gonna bother you like I don't care right and she was so mean to me anyway she's a lesbian now oh yeah okay so she was it was psychosexual it was really psychosexual she was like moved to the school and everybody was like oh my god that girl's so hot um anyways it was psychosexual (laughs) my worst memory of middle school music class besides not being able to play the flute um (laughs) (laughs) but also not really caring you know not that traumatic um was we watched for some reason the movie center stage which is like a dance movie from the 90s we watched it in my music class i guess maybe the teacher was sick one day or whatever anyways all the boys in our, my class got a boner. Ew! Yeah, it was really disturbing. And then they were all laughing about it and, like, putting their lunchboxes in their lap and shit. That's awful. <laughs> I can't remember if the movie's particularly sexy or if there's just, like, girls in leotards in it or something. Hmm... Um, but they were definitely all making a joke about the fact that they all had, like, 13-year-old rat That's disgusting. Yeah. Oh my god. Hey guys, yeah. welcome to this week's episode of Dumb Bitch oh, Media. No. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. Your only podcast in the national capital region about, um, teenage boners. 
apparently NCR is a vid- a place in a video game or like a thing from a video game. So when ever I refer to the NCR, some stupid guy sends me a message about video games and then I have to delete it. That's so annoying. I hate when guys talk about video games. It's like the hell that was my life for months at a time when Red Dead Redemption first came uh, out and the bad guys had the same last name as me. That was the worst. They were like, so you're a bad girl. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm deleting my fucking account. I just want to pet a horse. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know what that game is. Thank God. Do you know anything about the mechanics of Grand Theft Auto? No. Okay, well. Then this <laughs> I'm is pure. On you. I'm it's such a woman. <laughs> people, yeah, people who have toxic ideas of what it, uh, it means to be butch and femme would not be able to predict which one of us is a gamer girl. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> It is funny that like I real I really do play video games in like a draw way though. I just, yeah, like, I just the like outfits. video games where you yeah you walk around you find stuff. I like to spend <laughs> a long time like making the character you know talking to the other characters. I love it. <laughs> it's the only game that I like that has like shooting or anything in it because it's like it's more about like finding clues and putting on disguises. <laughs> <laughs> I like it's like playing Carmen Sandiego. <laughs> I used to play a lot of platform games on, like, Nintendo DS or, like, Game Boy Advance. Okay. Yeah. Um, that were, like, that's so Raven platformer. <laughs> that rules. Or, like, Lizzie McGuire platform game. I like uh, ha- dating a gamer because I can just be, like, here's what I want, and then he'll just find a video game that does <laughs> Oh my god, remember when you kept playing that house cleaning game? That was really funny. My house is too dirty to play that game right now. I need to play house cleaner in real life. House flipper. Sorry. It's house like flipper. The, it's the classic like Christmas season thing where it's like Mike bought a TV for Black Friday. So we just have like a 12 foot long cardboard bots in our kitchen you know oh, it's, like try, it's like try cleaning the rest of your house all you're gonna see is the giant is box like that yeah there's no point i mean i am but it's i'm just saying there's like there's just too much um of stuff going on anyways it's like i love house flipper it's like a really good way to get out any sort of like <laughs> it's a really good way like, to escape domestic rage (laughs) it's good to like rage clean your house and then don't play house flipper to really compound the effect dude i was in the kitchen too yes energy um i was like watching highlights of trading spaces like worst trading spaces (laughs) episodes the other night did they get heidi gluing hay to the walls yeah, Heidi gluing hay to the yes. walls was like number one. And then there was also a clip from the British version of it where they put floating shelves for someone's prized tea- teapot collection and then they left the room and the shelves immediately collapsed and all of the tea- <laughs> teapots smashed. <laughs> and they were like, uh, oh my God. <laughs> Also, the episode where Hildy did a giant, like, painting of herself on the wall in the dining room. 
Dude, Lily was <laughs> fucking on one. I remember watching that show with my mom and her just screaming at the TV like we were watching sports when I was little and being like, don't fucking blue hay to the, the wall. wall. These people have small children. <laughs> Hildy logged on to ruin people's lives. <laughs> She's a chaos agent. <laughs> she was like, I don't give a fuck. You know who else is a chaos agent? Fucking Marie Tondo. I know we yeah. talked about this on the podcast before, but I still, like, I think a lot of the things that she says are correct. Like, I do, I do think that, like, having a clean and relatively clutter-free house is, like, a really positive for like your mental state so you don't have to just look around and be depressed when you think about the stuff you should be doing um but when she was like get tear a few of your favorite pages out of books so then you can discard the book i was like whoa what (laughs) hold the fucking phone this is why we have bookshelves yeah like as long as you can contain them in a way that is like not cluttering who Books cares don't really clutter honestly. no like, i don't think so not, like all over the fucking place just put them in a stack there you go you yeah know? <laughs> <laughs> rip out no i'm not gonna do that and she, that was that was one that i had that was the one that i had the biggest issue with because i thought that was fucking crazy the other one that i took issue with was don't keep your um toiletries in the shower I was like, no, I'm not what? No, that's all not... my toiletries in the shower every time I have to shower. Otherwise, I'm going to be real. I'm never showering with soap again. I'm not going Sorry. to Like, I don't live in a college time. dorm. I'm not using a shower caddy. <laughs> they live in the shower. That's where they go. Marie Darna really made an entire career, like a very lucrative career, off just having OCD and never working through it. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. Another show that's like a throwback that I used to like literally scream at the TV about was What Not to Wear. Yes. Like I was like, oh my god, not another Ampere waistline and a pointed toe heel. Dude, stop putting... Just because you're fat doesn't mean you have to wear an Empire waist. No. It's okay. (laughs) What I understand now is that that show is extremely psychosexual because Stacey London is a lesbian. Yes. But, like, she didn't need to torture other women about it. (laughs) I just keep thinking about Kid in Heels. That show just always makes me feel about Kid in Heels. I do feel like I am going to have a Stacey London slash Tulsi Gabbard moment, though, since gray more streak. and more gray, gray hair grows onto my head every single day. It's not all neatly arranged into one streak so far, though, so perhaps mm. not. <laughs> Stacey London did do a lot for psoriasis representation in popular media. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure I, like, had books by them. I had a Clinton Kelly book. <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird it was like yeah it was like peak like bitchy gay man media what not to wear really had me reading books and other similar books when i was like a preteen trying to figure <laughs> out what piece of fruit my body looks like <laughs> which was like not really positive for me also i was like 12 so obviously i didn't have um like a 
square or like an apple or a pear or like an hourglass shape yet. I'm pretty sure everyone is a rectangle when they're <laughs> prepubescent. Oh yeah. Oh, the worst <laughs> is trying to figure out what fruit your boobs look like. We had a really interesting experience last week when uh, my boyfriend and I logged on to the Real Doll website. Mike didn't know about Real Dolls. This is really like, every episode is just like Mike didn't know about Major McCain. Mike didn't know about <laughs> Real Real Doll. I get to introduce him to so many things. It's kind of beautiful. Um, he didn't know about Real Dolls. <laughs> So we went on the website and he tried to make a custom real doll that looked like me. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert, you can't because like they don't have, they only have small titties on the, on the doll that's like four nine, which is really creepy when you think about it. Um, But they (laughs) were like going through like pussy options and he's like mm, you're definitely type b like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i hate that it was uh, like it was a bad time he got really 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 deep into like the forums of men talking about their dolls <laughs> were in the men doing their own way subreddit. Oh my god. And there was a thread about a real doll giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. And all of the comments were like, as soon as they make these a little bit more realistic, it is over for actual females. <laughs> Honestly, good. Leave me alone. <laughs> like... Uh, no yeah, problem. If you're, the, if you're the type of person that thinks that a woman is just a thing that you stick your dick in, then yes, I guess. It's over. By extension of that, it is over for actual women. Um, that was a really good one. What was the other story? We had a really good internet adventure last week with the real doll thing. The other thing that he found, which was really, really good for me, was guys who were getting too into making pizza. Um, okay we've taught he was like you know how you say that it's like a man toxic masculinity thing to like be really really into like making bread and pizza i was like yeah Yeah. um he's like i found this and it's was a whole forum thread of men trying to break the locks off their ovens so that they could cook pizza on the self-cleaning their oven because it gets hotter than the oven would otherwise go and then still making hideous looking pizza and their wife's like divorcing them over that's disgusting (laughs) oh men were taking l's on the internet last week between the real doll giveaway thread and the breaking the locks on my oven to make pizza, my wife is divorcing me. <laughs> I think I would do that too. Divorce someone over that? Yeah, if they broke the oven. I'd be like, okay, baby, so get pizza oven money. Until then, we'll be cooking it at five fifty. Wait, the solution is not break the oven. <laughs> get a pizza stone. You can't hack bread dough, and you can't hack your oven. Like Men think that there's a hack for everything. Men think there's hacks for everything, I know. They think they can hack women. 
Yeah, and then you're like, okay, now you're just out $1,200 and you don't have an oven anymore. And then some guys were being like, I need to buy a proofing box. And someone else was like, you don't need a proofing box. You can just rise your dough in uh, the oven with the closed oven with the Uh, light on, which is true. Yeah. For the record, never proofing bots is stupid unless men love their little their little gadgets it's like why don't you just do it like a normal person (laughs) and then the guy was like i want to do that i want to do it in the oven with the light on but my wife says i i can't keep it i can't commandeer the oven for three days (laughs) three days (laughs) three days what a three-day ferment hogging the oven the whole time he wasn't letting his wife use the oven Oh my god, what is wrong with men? This was a different guy. This wasn't even the guy whose wife divorced him because he kept doing shit like taking the locks off the oven to try and get the oven hotter so he could make the perfect pizza. We need to disband Reddit so that men cannot act like this. They're hyping each other up. It's I love it because they're all signing the posts. They're like, um... Anyways, anyone have any ideas about how I can get my oven hotter than 700 degrees without using the self-cleaning setting? Trevor. And they're all, like, signing the post. It's like, I was like, how do you know it's all men? To my case, like, <laughs> look at the post. They sign them with their names. It's like, Trevor, Luke, Trevor, Matt, Luke, Trevor. Oh, my God. This is, like, <laughs> bodybuilding forums level. Oh my god, okay, sorry. I promise this is the last unrelated thing, but I also saw uh, a, a really disgusting body that thread that was like, what is, it was like bodybuilders, what is like the most disgusting food situation that you had when you were like trying to get gains when you were young or whatever? And one day I did a pretty funny story that was about like being broke so just making like inordinate amounts of chili and bringing it in ziploc bags with them to university and then just having like a chili textbook situation ew (laughs) i know that's gross and stupid but the other guy said that he was in a rush he made a bunch of chicken he ate it too fast he threw it up he put the throw up in the blender drank it as a shake stop it i'm sorry for telling you that that's horrible well, my roommate has a similar story to that, actually, and I don't know if she would like me telling this on the pod, but I'm going to do it anyways. Food? So when she was a kid, she was home alone and she stole some of her brother's candy that she was specifically not allowed to eat. It was like gummy bears or something. And she was right. eating them really fast and she started choking, mm-hmm. yeah. but she was home alone. So she ran into a table to make herself mm-hmm. like give herself the Heimlich maneuver. So she puked, mm-hmm. but she didn't know what to do because you'd be able to tell that she ate the gummy bears. Mm-hmm. So she ate it again. Like a dog. <laughs> to get rid of the evidence. <laughs> wow. <laughs> At least she was a child. This yeah. This is a grown man who knew how to operate a blender. You know? Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Should we talk about, like, actual stuff? Good. Um... I really want to talk about the woman who asked every woman to post their credentials in their Twitter name. Yes. Yes. Because of the Wall Street Journal, uh, Wall Street Journal, (laughs) Wall Street Journal article about uh, Dr. Mrs. Jill Biden. Yes. Okay. So, distress. (laughs) Um, like, I just think it's stupid. Like, I, I get what the person was saying but 
a lot of women don't have credentials. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think if I had any credentials. A BA? I don't know. <laughs> BSC, yeah. I guess. Yeah, BSC, like... But it's like, listen... <laughs> what, are the, what other credentials do I have? You know, be, <laughs> like, Everdristol BSC, Head Game Immaculate, like, <laughs> welcome, everybody. Local, local comedian, like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> To me, best, it's just best, silly. Least worst comedian. <laughs> least worst comedian. 2019. <laughs> you ended. You ended the game. <laughs> I just like. I just thought we were past, like defining women by their accomplishments, which I know sounds stupid, but it's like, sorry, do I have to prove that like I am worthy of things because I'm a woman? Like, can I just exist? Do I have to become a doctor? Otherwise, like. I'm just it's, proving men right? Like, what? It's weird because it's, like, it's just a specific brand of girl boss yeah. feminism where it's, like, do I think that it's cool to be a doctor? Kind no. Kind of. Like, I guess it's cool to work at something that sucks for 10 years. I guess. In general, like, if that made your life better. But I also am not a huge... I don't have a lot of buy-in for the formal education system. So, yeah. Like, I don't think that a few letters behind your name can really communicate anything about your value as a person. In the United States, it's more likely to just explain how much debt you have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, um, I think that the Wall Street Journal article... Was really stupid. Like, I definitely agree. Yeah, I do totally. I think that the putting the credentials in your name thing was, like... <laughs> a good response. A good response. <laughs> I'm allowed to think both are stupid, right? Oh my god, women like, are complex beings. <laughs> Jill Biden, stop calling yourself a doctor. Just be the first lady. It's like... I could understand not pro-Bidens, but I could understand why if you were the first lady you would want people to know that you're not just some dude's wife. Yeah, totally. But even if you are just some dude's wife, like, Melania has credentials, too. She's hot. She's on Sports Illustrated. Those are all also important. She's an immigrant. Yeah, she's a mom. Like, okay, good for her. (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying to think what people would say about me if I was first lady. Like, that's the real question. (laughs) like a d-word in the white house white house more like dyke house is america ready for a dyke Dyke. (laughs) (laughs) like to clarify i would not be the president i would be the first lady like that's not happening let's be clear are you like are you the um the accomplisher or the supporter in your relationship i think i'm the supporter personally like that's okay everyone needs to be the bird in the hand theory you know yeah exactly (laughs) um i hate i also think that this conversation about joe biden and women putting their credentials in their titles is not inextricable from the post that was like a picture of Melania and a picture of Jill Biden and saying Ugh. which one of these first ladies has a PhD. I hate that. It's like, you think a woman who has big titties can't have a PhD? Um, like, obviously she could. Actually, having big titties automatically gets you an honorary a- PhD. So. Yeah, that's a type of PhD. 
in a way. <laughs> it is a credential to have big honking fake titties. Um, like, I just thought that we were past both that type of misogyny and that type of feminism. <laughs> but we're not. They're, they're almost a flat circle. It is. It is. Because it, it's like, those women don't think about the the fact that by bidding up their accomplishments and, you know, saying that, I, you know, I'm proud of them, whatever, they're doing, they did it, turned rats, but <laughs> thinking about what they're saying about all the women who don't have doctorates, like, well, yeah, like, I don't know, it's very, that's the theme, gonna be the theme of this presidency, though, because the, um, what's his face, like, University of Pennsylvania doctor of ethics mm-hmm. did you hear about this dr no. ezekiel emmanuel no he was just appointed to serve as like on biden's coronavirus task force okay. he's like a bioethicist but he like mm-hmm. published this article and the title of it was like a doctor and a medical ethicist argue life after 75 is not worth living And I'm just going to read you a quote from it. Ezekiel Emanuel questions whether our consumption is worth our contribution in old age. Question, what's wrong with simply enjoying an extended life? Answer, these people who live a vigorous life to 70, 89 years of age, when I look at those people, do almost all of what I classify as play. It's not meaningful work. They're riding motorcycles. They're hiking, which can all have value. Don't get me wrong. But if it's the main thing in your life, um, that's probably not a meaningful life. I did see that quote. I did see that quote and I thought it was a pile of hot garbage. Yeah, um, it's the same thing. It's like these feminists, like that brand of feminism specifically is like, oh, you're only a good feminist if you're like performing, you know? Yeah, if you're like a woman who's in the lab and it's like, well, yeah, actually, I am in the lab. Okay, I'm recording my podcast. Yeah, my exactly. <laughs> and then I'm going to go make a, make a grilled cheese. Literally, for my handsome boyfriend, and that is a contribution. <laughs> that is a lab of a type. <laughs> I get so fr- it's like I, <laughs> I get so frustrated because it's like there's no yardstick by which you can really measure anyone's accomplishments. Maybe there's no value in saying this is a good person, this is an accomplished person, this is a bad person, this is someone who's never achieved anything or whatever, because it's like the only existing metrics that we have to measure that by are like how many letters are behind somebody's name and how much money they have in the bank. Well, like jokes on them because I don't know what any of those letters mean. Like, someone's like, I have a PhD, and I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> like, Remember how uh, I was saying that every time you sleep with somebody, you actually obtain their, their credentials? And yes. People are getting so mad at me on Twitter. I have that a JD. A long time ago. Yeah, I have a, a JD and a PhD and an yep. MA. And an MA and a BSC and a BFA. A PNG, if anyone wants to <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, girl bossery once again is a disease. I think that the original article was was also. I don't think it's cringe to use doctor as a title when you no. have like a front facing job. Like you're the first fucking lady. No, that's fine. It doesn't matter. It's 
it it was a hot pile of misogynist garbage to be written. The response on the internet was also stupid. The women accomplished lots of things. Not even half of them are accomplished in the halls of a university. (laughs) (laughs) Painfully. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. I just... It's such, like, a weird response of, like, trying to, like, make Joe Biden's presidency meaningful in any way. (laughs) You know? It's like, okay... It's funny because with Mich- uh, Michelle Obama, like, people talked so much about, like, how classy she was. Ugh, and, like, yeah. She was educated and blah, blah, blah. And she was a dead bomb. And it's like, okay, those are all dead and fine. But also, even with Michelle Obama, people did weird objectifying stuff about her. People, like, constantly talked about her arms. Yes. Oh, my God. You know, because she was the first, first lady to go sleeveless, I guess. But also, she... Although I feel like Jackie, oh, probably went sleeveless. But anyways, she, she wasn't first had, lady for very long. That's true. But she had like muscular arms or whatever. And people yeah. talk about it. And it's like, why is this relevant? Also, her arms. Sorry, guys. Not that jet. I, that was kind of like thing. a racial thing, too, though. Probably. <laughs> you know? Be, do you think it was because they felt like they had to defend Michelle Obama against racists, or do you think they were more objectifying? I about think it was because they viewed her as some sort of light oddity on display. Um, like there's like, well, people are always talking about how jacked her arms were, right? And like, mm-hmm. there's like, I mean, there's been tons of studies done about how people attribute masculine, aggressive features to black women. Yeah, and like. People were never like, Michelle Obama's beautiful. It was always like, she's so classy. It's like, oh, she's so, like, she's so well-behaved. And then it was like, oh, her arms are so jacked. You know what I mean? Like, that's, like, like subconscious, like, racially coded compliments. It's just a weird fucking thing to say. Also, like, good for her, I guess. Like, you know what we need to do to solve this? Get a jot white woman in office, and I am available. Um. <laughs> okay, imagine you have to elect the first lady, and it's like it's like a fuck a fan challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Is America ready for the a first lady who doesn't shave her armpits? That oh God, no! <laughs> Can you imagine? You just God, to, you just wouldn't even be allowed to be first lady if you didn't shave your armpits. Remember when you had all those guys talking to themselves in your Instagram comments about your armpit hair. But whether or not it was okay for me to have armpit hair. Yeah, they were like talking to each other about it. That was my favorite. One of my favorite ones was some guy being like, I just think it's unhygienic. And then me being like, do you shave your armpits then? If you think it's unclean to have armpits. Yeah, like what's going on here? What is chemically different about female armpit hair? And why is it dirtier? I just need to get some information here i did see a guy did somewhat recently pointed out to another guy good thanks i was dead it's like it's i just don't think it's that weird but then i remember that it's because i spend so much time on the internet like in real life people are still weird about behind it. on you know seeing like athletic it's... women or women who don't shave their armpits 
It's so weird. Nobody comments on my armpit hair. Yeah, does they understand what the thing is, I guess. Or they think they do. They think they understand what the thing is. Yeah, I'm allergic to metal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it would be weird if you, you shaved, but I think people understand when you don't. Yeah, exactly. That sense? I think people are weir- weirded out by, like, I guess, seeing me in, like, leggings. And a crop top and having long hair and then not shaving my armpits. You know, like, I guess they think it's a thing that doesn't fit with the rest. People are like, it's so weird to me because they're like, oh, doesn't that make your armpits smell worse? And I'm like, do you not exfoliate your skin? (laughs) It's like, well, not if you bathe. If Yeah, like, you don't, do you wash your armpit? Like, what's the question? (laughs) It's like clean sweat doesn't smell it's like yeah also like oh sweaty people are smelly and it's like no if you like not if you have a good diet yeah if you like showered and you went for a run you just smell salty when i eat stuff that i'm allergic to yeah my bo smells bad but that's because my body's like get the toxins out like if you eat in a way that is like good intuitive eating again is good for your body like that's not really an issue and if you're hydrated. Like, yeah. Like, and again, if you shower regularly, like, <laughs> no, it's not particularly unclean. Anyways, all this to say, Jill Biden, not classier than Melania, neither is Michelle Obama. They're all just chicks who are married to a <laughs> as a bad job. Like, Literally, they're just okay. married to fucking annoying guys. <laughs> and we shouldn't punish them for it. <laughs> Has anyone said anything about what Joe Biden looks like? Not yet. Okay, well, I look forward to it. Oh my god. Joe Biden, Michelle Obama push up contest. Stop. <laughs> Melania, Melania can have a pass because she has implants. I'm pretty sure you can't train chest. No, you can't. You can get breast plant breast implant illness that way. All right, so she's off the hook this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you want to briefly touch on the Peter Nygaard set trafficking scandal? Yeah, can you tell me about that? Yeah, so do you know who Peter Nygaard is? No. Okay, well, Peter Nygaard, Bianca Nygaard, whatever, they're, like, relatively large names in fashion i guess they like okay that they sell at the bay and stuff yeah yeah it's like pseudo designer it's not right it's not designer it's like designer adjacent high-end department okay i don't know if they also have like a designer line or something honestly like it's kind of mom clothes to me i don't pay attention to it but anyways this guy is like a millionaire and he recently basically got busted for he has a home in the Bahamas. Of course. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Uh, basically luring 14 and 15 year old girls to his various estates to have sets with them on the promise of giving them modeling contracts. Woo! A, just a really classic turn of events. That's, yep. Sounds about right. It's always, always, always the modeling contrast. The modeling industry is inherently pedophilic, so, I mean... Well, it's... Yeah, like, it, it attracts 
obviously it's a great way jeffrey epstein literally did this like he yeah. had contacts who were worked for various modeling agencies it's a great way to procure young people <laughs> if that's what you're trying to do you can basically get them to do whatever they want you want because it's like the same way that the music industry and like any industry is basically kind of predatory in that way because it's like these people are trying not to upset various important people because they're looking for a shot um but also modeling is is an industry specifically that requires at this point a body type that is seldom attainable by anyone who is not a prepubescent (laughs) or a teenage girl literally that's why there's so many 13, 14, 15, 16 year old girls available is because um, a lot of women can't look like that once they become adults because like that's just not how adult women are. It's just not po- it's not sustainable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everybody always tells me I look 12, maybe I'll just become a model. That's right. Yeah. I'll just I'll just become a model. No big deal. Whatever. We're going to put you on a stretcher rack. Yeah. Put me on a plane to the Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you look 12 enough, unfortunately. Mm, am I right? <laughs> Maybe if you want people to stop saying you look 12, you should take the lollipop out of your mouth. <laughs> You should take that hat that has the propeller on it off. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyways, all this is to say, fashion dudes are creeps. Yeah, that's so fucked. We I'm not it. surprised, but it's just like, ugh. Yeah. Again? He's on trial in Winnipeg right now. LOL. Yeah. He, Loser. The, by, he was arrested by request of American authorities. I don't know what the fuck he's doing in Winnipeg, but... Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, that's, it's just so dark. It's like the same reason that we see all these, like basically anyone who was famous as a child just get churned out of this like system where they're just like addicted and mentally ill because they've like just suffered so much like mental, like psychological and occasionally like physical and sexual abuse that no one should have to endure as a child just so that like various people around them can get rich. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know, Natasha Leone did a really good interview about that where they were asking her about her experience as like a child actress or whatever Mm -hmm. and like addiction and stuff. And she was like, obviously, I was addicted to heroin. I was a child actor. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what's the question? (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Like, there's so many examples of that, though. Even thinking about, like, Macaulay Tolkien or... Oh, God, yeah. Like, really anyone. Even people who are, like, relatively well-adjusted now went off the rails at some point. Like, Justin Bieber and Miley Cyrus and all of them. All of those guys, yeah. Hilary Duff as well, in a more limited sense, I mean. Yeah, Britney Spears, obviously. Oh, God, yeah. Unfortunately. Poor Britney. Yeah, Demi Lovato. Like, literally all of them. Yeah, and, like, I don't blame them. (laughs) No, me neither. It's just, like, 
So you can't even imagine, like, the just the degree of pressures. And it's, like, no amount of money can really, like, alleviate that amount of psychic trauma, unfortunately, no. I don't think. Like, some people really All it does is give you around. access to bad coping mechanisms, really. Yeah, I'm sure people are around you. It's, like, even, like, Lindsay Lohan. Like, just think about... There's, like, so many articles about her mom, like, taking her to the club when she was, like, 15. Ugh, yeah. Probably letting her do fucking cocaine, like... Well, like, her younger sister famously got pregnant while on Zoe 101, and, like, it's basically an open secret that the producer of Zoe 101 knocked her up. Really? Jamie Lynn Spears? Yeah, like, um, that guy, the guy who, like, definitely has a foot fetish. Have you heard about this? Dan Schneider? Yes, 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 yes. He also worked yeah. on the Amanda show. <laughs> yeah, and Drake and Josh and mm-hmm. all of that. Like, yeah. Anyways, it's, like, an open secret that he's the father of that child. Wow, that's so awesome. Yep, love it. <laughs> yeah, literally no one is safe. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyways, so Peter Nidar down in the books with a Jeffrey Epstein type beat. He's not important enough to be forced to kill himself, I don't think. No, he'll just go to jail. G- that's the thing, they'll use him as an example. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting to see. I don't know if he'll actually be prosecuted in the court of Canadian law. I don't know if he's Canadian and he maybe he has a house here or something. And that's why yeah. they're prosecuting him here. I feel like they probably are Canadian because I know that these lines are like everywhere. Well, in, like, they're in like the Bay and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, hmm. he like was in the States, I guess, and then came here and then they were like, nah. We're still going to get you. Yeah, they must have extradited him because, I mean, we have fairly harsh, like, comparatively harsh, like, punishments for that type of stuff. Which is positive. Yeah. I mean, in the case, I don't think it's positive to punish people, but, like, in the case (laughs) of, like, pedophiles. Child sex abuse. we, We do know that these people are largely like not capable of being rehabilitated like, yeah recidivism like risks are like over 90 percent yeah compared to like most people that kill one person they never kill again like no you know? <laughs> no um okay semi-related are fucking with kids like time after time again they're they're <laughs> <sighs> like semi-related but i read that article about um she's maxwell and how they're waking her up every five minutes in prison to prevent suicide i was like yo if somebody woke me up every five minutes you'd commit suicide i would kill myself <laughs> every f- yeah like even being woken up every hour that's literally something that they do in sleep deprivation studies to see if yeah. people will lose their minds I'm pretty sure it goes against the Geneva Convention. Maybe they're crazy making her. Maybe they're not going to bother killing her. They're just going to crazy make her. Or maybe they'll crazy make her and then she'll kill herself and take care of the problem. They'll make her unfit to stand trial or something. Yeah, literally. It's like this is basically water drop style. Like, not to be a conspiracy theorist, but it's like waking somebody up every five minutes, really. There's an episode of, is it an episode of That's Files? I don't know. It's about these guys who were part of a, a medical study when they were soldiers. So they were basically like enrolled in it against their will, but they Great. were like given this medical procedure that makes it impossible for them to sleep. 
and then they oh my all God. become like extremely violent. <laughs> yep, sounds it's about right. Good episode of the X Files. Honestly, they really captured a lot of uh, of good ethical queries. Maybe I'll watch that episode. You should. I'll try and figure out what number it was. But <laughs> okay. Anyways, that just like at that point, it's like just suicide her. Like it seems so much more unethical to wake her up every five minutes. Yeah, it's like actually fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's fucked up. They could at least give her like some sort of sleeping pill that would guarantee that she wouldn't be able to move for like eight hours and then just watch her the rest of the I support that. Drug her. It's better. Like I are they allowed to I guess if they're, no. allowed to, if they're allowed to wake her up every five minutes against her will, they should be allowed to administer her, her a True. medical dose. Oh, God. Mike and I were having a really difficult conversation about this last week. It's just, like, unrelated. It's just about giving people procedures against their will. Just he was saying that his brother is, a, like, a caseworker. Um, oh, okay. Like, a social worker. And he's yeah. saying that they're having a really serious problem. In one of the communities that he works in, because there's a couple where both people are like, both members of the couple are pers- profoundly disabled, and they mm. keep having children, and the children yeah. keep and having, the kids keep getting taken away. The kids keep getting taken away, but yeah. they can't, like obviously they can't give the man a vasectomy or force the woman to really go on birth control or anything against their wills. Right? Yeah. So it's like, what are they really supposed to do? I thought that the most ethical thing would be, like, it depends on how, like, how much contact they have with the medical system. Like, if if their caseworker is administering medication to them every day anyways, could they sign off on giving them, giving her the pill every day or something when she takes her other medications? That seems like well, the most ethical. I guess it's like, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I'm surprised she hasn't already been illegally sterilized, since that's a huge problem out west, anyways. <laughs> I know that's the context. Like, in which I'm we shocked. Were, that's the context in which we were talking about it, right? Yeah. Because it's like obviously that's a huge problem. I'm shocked, right? honestly. But it's like it, the solution is not to sterilize this, this person in in this case. No, of course like, not. <laughs> but there's obviously a problem here in that. These people keep having children and they keep getting taken away because they can't be taken care of. I'm, I mean, I guess the question is whether this person has medical, um, what's it called? Whether these people are, like, considered legally competent enough to control their own medical needs. And, like, if not, then, you know you would have to go to court to have someone become, like, a medical executor and then they could make that decision on their behalf. Yeah, that's what the solution is like yeah i suppose you're right it's like i just keep thinking about like someone being forced to have a procedure against their will it's like i don't really yeah it's horrible i think that the the thing that would be best would be to like birth control obviously (laughs) is the answer here (laughs) and do the the thing that would be like the least permanent interference with somebody's body right like yeah exactly birth control or slap a power on someone or something the depot shot or something Dude, I hate that. Except that's, that's horrible. It's that's I think too, it should be illegal. Yeah, anyways, is just a big messy situation all around. <laughs> I think that there's gonna be a class action suit against the Depot Provera shot in a few years. It 
is so, so bad. It's funny because it's like everything bad that they told us about birth control, Deborah Provera actually <laughs> does it. You know, yeah. like most other birth, hormonal birth controls, unless you, they don't jive with you personally. You're fine. They're fine. Um, yeah. But at least once you get used to them. But like Deborah Provera literally like mood swings, weight gain, suicidal ideation people i was gonna say skin problems they've never had in their entire life um, i'd like to see the like <laughs> the correlation between people who are given the depo provera shot and increased like like people with pre-existing mental health conditions who are on the depo shot who have an increased rate of suicide attempts directly after being given the shot it's gotta be high dude because it has it has to be high think about the mood swings that people experience when if they go on a high dose hormonal birth control pill for like yeah. the first three weeks that you're on it like you're just crazy like i don't care who you are like it's normal to have like psychological and emotional symptoms when you the yeah. first ever time that you go on a high dose uh like estrogen pill right like the first time that i went on marvelon which is what i'm on uh like i just had a horrible time for like three weeks right of course but, yeah like, Deborah Vivera, you get that in a single fucking dose. I honestly can't imagine. S- like one <sighs> shot dose. It's also the only birth control that is counterindicated for female athletes. I don't know if you knew that. Um, I didn't. Lo- That's scary, though. Yeah, a lot of people thought that, like, birth control in general would have, like, bad, like, could have bad effects on, on female athletes because, like, obviously estrogen, like, when you're pregnant and stuff, like, your joints and your ligaments get loose. Yeah, it must uh, blow your ligaments. Because, yeah, because, like, you you know, when you get pregnant, your hips literally need to get wider <laughs> so you can have a baby, right? And a lot of birth controls work by tricking your body into believing that you're pregnant so you can't get pregnant again. Um, but the only one that actually has enough hormones in it to have negative effects on female athletes in, like, you know, like a muscular, musculoskeletal and, like, joint bone support way is Deepa Provera. Ding, ding, ding. Just another fucking strike against that evil drug. We're Deepa Provera truthers. Yeah. I hope that they do better shit with Netsplin on at some point. Like yeah. the arm implant one. It would be cool if they got that one to a better place because I do think long-term birth control is like the way, awesome. the move. It's, a, it's yeah. like, it should be <laughs> like they should be doing work <laughs> on making it better. Because people would just, like, have far less unwanted pregnancies. And if, you know, you had barriers to receiving medical care regularly or you didn't want someone to know that you were on the pill or... Yep, that's real. You, um, like, for monetary reasons or whatever, it was less expensive for you to have a treatment once every, like, one, three or five years as opposed to having to go pick up a prescription every month. Like, those are all really good reasons. Yeah, because also, like, sorry to the IUD truthers, but, like, the copper IUD has a way (laughs) higher rate of of uterine implantation than they claim it does. (laughs) And false pregnancy. Or, like, like being able to... And a lot of people do well in the IUD and they like it, so, like... That's po- I'm happy for them. Uh, it's yeah. not an option for me, like, uh, unfortunately. No. 
but like I do think that that's great for people who have them and I I just hate that every time I'm like <laughs> I'm like god I hate being on the pill people are like get an IUD I'm like that's just not on the table don't you think I've considered everyone. that yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what if I got one and then it didn't work out like which I yeah. am 90% sure it wouldn't it because wouldn't. of other problems but yeah uh, and then I had to have it taken out so that's an yeah. inexpensive and painful mistake and then I, still I personally know <laughs> I personally know three people that have had an implant in their uterine wall and have had to have it surgically removed. Yeah. And they claim that there's only a 0.01% chance of that happening. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying, I think that the rate must be higher if I personally know three people. And I know that that's anecdotal, but yeah, like, I don't know come what, on. how they're doing the reporting on this sort of shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, we all want it to be a better option than it is, but... <laughs> For a lot of people, it's yeah, not. it's like, not. And the other thing about the IUD is, like, it's really, really dependent on, like, your own structures. Like, your Obviously, people have yeah, individual exactly. responses. Maybe some people are more likely to have an implant than others. Maybe some Probably. people have an easier time getting pregnant when they're on birth control than other people do. You know? Like, these, these things all obviously happen. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's like, but, okay, if you're high T mm -hmm. and then you start taking birth control, it might actually put your body into, like, a better position to get pregnant because your estrogen levels are raised. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I actually wouldn't know anything about that. That's uh, something we don't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> don't, Anyways. Don't dot me on the pod for being extremely fertile. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, should we talk about stuff and then log off? This is the world's longest episode, but it's going to be two episodes. So fine. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the internet. Um, I don't have a dumb bitch, though. The internet. Me neither. Uh, neither the internet. I. I do have, like, nice. a little beef. Uh, a quick beef. Okay. I saw this girl on her Instagram story. She's doing, like, an Ask Me Anything. And she was like, <laughs> okay. um, so I did turn the sound on for this because it was like, will you be getting the vaccine? And then I saw that it was, oh my like, God. I saw that it was like, five stories. I was like, okay, we got to see what's going on here. And she was like, personally, I won't be getting the vaccine unless it's compulsory, uh, compulsory to be able to travel or whatever, which knock on wood, it won't be because like it will be. I'm fit and healthy and strong. And it's like, okay, so just because you think that you'll be able to survive coronavirus for some reason, um, be even though like lots of young people have not fared well <laughs> from having it, um, yeah. You literally don't care if you give it to someone else who isn't fit and healthy and strong. Like, you're down to not get the vaccine, and then... They just, just don't believe in asymptomatic. Else. Like, they don't think that they can give it to other people if they don't have it, you know what I mean? But it's like, well, you can have it, though. Yeah, but even <laughs> if they do have it, and they know they have it, it's like, okay, so you're gonna go to the doctor's office, and then some, like, 80-year-old woman or something is gonna be sitting... Yeah, or like you, a baby. You're just gonna be like, die, dumb bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so stupid. The thing that makes me so upset about vaccine discourse is it's like 60% of people have to get the vaccine in order for it to even take sort the of work. rate of people getting the vaccine down. I, I honestly mean, don't think that. 60% of people 
I, I think it's an, in a lot of places, I don't think that 60% of people are smart enough to don't get the fucking vaccine. The good news is that a lot of frontline people are required to get it. And those are people who like, do believe in science, like mm-hmm. personal support workers, yeah. nurses, doctors, like all of those people, that's really going to bring the numbers up. And that's I think good. a lot of people are talking big game about not wanting to get the vaccine, but they're going to get it because they're pussies. Yeah, I guess. The- like their doctor's going to call them and be like, hey, we have a vaccine for you. And they're going to be like, okay. Yeah, I guess that the like what people say online is not necessarily what they do in practice. Like we always see that in like elections. People are yeah. like, won't talk about who they're voting for. And then they don't vote <laughs> in a way that you wouldn't expect them to or whatever. But people are just trying to be contrarians. Like, you know, it's like, hey, we don't need to have a hot take about everything. Like also a good thing is I guess people who do get vaccinated will get their kids vaccinated. That's yeah. that'll knock the numbers up a bit, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And like teachers are probably well, schools are pretty bad with vaccinations, so never mind. Yeah, I was I was thinking about that because we were we were also talking about how like, you know, some people are saying like it's authoritarian or it's like <laughs> ag- yeah, it it's is. against human rights <laughs> to force people to show that they have proof of vaccines before they go to sporting events or whatever, but that's what I was confused about. I was like, how is that any different from f- forcing being in school? Yeah, f- making kids show their vaccination records before they're allowed to enroll in school. I don't think it's unethical. And I also don't think it's like a bridge too far from rules that we already have in place here. Yeah. Oh, also, thank you to capitalism. All professional sports teams are going to get vaccinated. Good. (laughs) Thanks, capitalism. So like, that's really going to bring the numbers up too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't. If people are like, Here's the thing, uh, like, Americans, no, I'm kidding, lots of Canadians are <laughs> stupid about this shit, too. It's like, you want to go to your little fucking hockey game? You're going to get the shot. Yeah, like, we know they're going to. They're going to fucking complain about it yeah. and say that it's against their human rights, but they're still going to do it, so I don't care. It's a, the same thing we were talking about last time, uh, last week, when we were like, it's not, you know, people complain about having to wear a mask into a store. It's like, well, it's not a right to go to the store. Ultimately, yeah. when this becomes a rule, if you want to go to a store, you're going to wear a mask because eventually you're going to get kicked out of every store. And, then and you're people gonna, do it and, and they bitch the whole like, time. Oh, now I don't have chicken to eat for dinner. Right? It's <laughs> like, well, ultimately, if you want your kids to not be in your house all the time, they're going to have to go to school. So you're either going to make fake fax records for them or you're going to get them vaccinated. <laughs> and it's like, hey, if you make fake fax records, like, fine. <laughs> you did the work, I guess, whatever. You did the work, I suppose, yeah. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, that was just so annoying. I was like, after all this shit, you're literally like, I don't know if I'm going to get it. And it's then like, people, okay. like, it has, people are like, it has the illness in it. It's like... That's how vaccines work. That's how vaccines work, first of all. Second of all, it's like, it has less of the illness in it than you'll get if you just fucking inhale get sick. someone else's spit at the fucking gas station, you fucking <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, getting regular, getting, this is like what we talked about earlier, but like getting somebody's political opinions by accident because you follow them for something completely unrelated is just like the worst, Ugh. the worst time sometimes. It is. And then you're like, okay, bye. Like, <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Yeah. 
I uh, do you have a tweet of the week? I do. I do. You should start. Okay. I do have a tweet. It's from Matt Ferrari at Matthew Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Brother got mad at me because I said what he was wearing. A large hoodie over a pair of boxer briefs was a girlfriend outfit. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Yeah, it's the "What are you making me for breakfast?" outfit. (laughs) A girlfriend outfit. (laughs) It's like I love that everyone has like a classic house fit. Yeah. You know, like, I'm a, well, we live in Canada, so options are limited, but I'm definitely, like, a sweatshirt on top, sweatpants on bottom person. In the oh, house. yeah. Soft thin slippers. Um, I'm, like, a sweatpants and t-shirt mm-hmm. with socks. Definitely. Yeah, my, my serves a, a good, like, old t-shirt, boxer brief, soft strumbo. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Borderline girlfriend outfit. Girlfriend outfit. It is though. His brother it is, is mad because he knows it's true. Yeah. Alright. My tweet of the week is from at confirmed rump. Okay. Katie. <laughs> okay. And she said Your early twenties are for teaching men in their thirties how to <laughs> treat women. Your mid twenties are for Googling how to use retinol. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> Highly unfortunate. <laughs> Your late 20s are for reading Brene Brown books. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to find out what your what your mid to late 30s are for. Oh, God, it's dark. Brene Brown books. <laughs> Dude, they're always recommended in my library app. Should I pick one up? Yeah, read the be- one about radical vulnerability. Yeah, I was going to say, should I learn how to be vulnerable? Uh, so that way you can uh, learn how to never do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I can build up these walls, baby. <laughs> I love all the tweets that are about like men going to therapy, and I'm like, from the shit that people say in them, I'm like, damn, do I need to go to therapy? <laughs> They're like... If he refu- if he refuses, you ask him what's wrong, and he says nothing. He needs therapy. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> sometimes nothing's that wrong, though. You know, like sometimes something's wrong, but it's like not really the other person's problem. You don't want to bring it up, yeah. It's, like, it, it's not a big deal, so it's like you should just work through it privately. Yeah, it's like, am I just being upset about something? That's like. Obviously, they didn't do it to hurt my feelings. Yeah, or you're like, <laughs> you're just mad about something fucking else. You know, you're yeah. like, I'm hungry. Like, I guess you could just say I'm hungry, but then... It's therapy. Like, therapy. You're right, you're right, therapy. All right, let's close off. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of Dumb Bitch Media. Thank you. Okay, stop. ASMR. <laughs> okay. All right.